Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day, everyone of you who are following us loyally and closely for the first time. It is my pleasure to welcome you to another edition of Money Radio on Leadership Podcast. We're on to the agribusiness segment of the program agriculture and agribusiness to be specific. And uh, in the studio to discuss an important topic with me is Mr. Paul Guadima. Mr. Paul, you're welcome. Thank you, Paul. And I'm your host, Case Harmon. Today we are discussing a topic that addresses Nigerian people, especially, although it's a global issue, Nigerian people, especially, is addressing food shortage in 2022. Globally, uh, Mr. Paul, um, according to the Food and Oil, Food and Agriculture Organization of the United Nations, the price of food has actually been rising. From 2020 to now, let's say the price of food has risen for up to say 30 percent or almost 30 percent. We see, on average, every year, in fact, food price increase is actually a global thing, and it's a it has time series. Um, on average, on a yearly basis, the price of food rises to around three point. One three percent globally, but uh, over the last one or two years, it has been especially high. Uh, we see prices of average prices rising to between 22 and 30 percent. Then we see, especially wheat, the price of wheat rising to almost 40 percent. And uh, vegetable oil was one of those uh, products that was seriously affected, rising by 10 percent globally. And of course, we are in a global community, so we can expect that. Price of food rising globally will affect Nigeria. So, how do we tackle that issue in Nigeria? That's what we are discussing today. Now, Mr. Paul Wadima is here. He is going to do justice, or we are going to do justice to this issue. Mr. Paul. Yeah, uh, this is. You are right to say that food uh, shortage is not only restricted to Nigeria. That is a worldwide uh, problem. Uh, it's a worldwide problem in the sense that uh, there are even the countries in the north are feeling the impact of shortage, but not as much as the countries of the south. Uh, because we have to be, we have to be frank about it. These shortages they are having in the north is basically the issue of disruption in supply chain. Please, uh, we'll could you define about... the North and the South countries now? Okay. The, the, the North we are talking about is the Global North. Alright. When we talk about the Global North, we are talking about the Western Europe. Okay. United States, Canada and Australia. Alright. So when you have uh, disruptions in supply chain, which they had in this uh, last month, between November, December, and the uh, part of part of global north are still having this challenge. Uh, you see, we are uh, truck drivers are on strike. You see, we are as a result of uh, scarcity of silicon. Some there's disruptions in technology, which is affecting supply chain. 
So it, it creates uh, scarcity of food, but it's not as a result of lack of food being available in this uh, in this uh, geographic entity, which are uh, which are uh, geographic countries. Are you getting it? Yeah. So you, you can't compare it with the, uh, the the global south, especially in Africa and Nigeria. We have food shortages that become systemic. Yeah. The food shortages that become systemic because shortage of food has become a routine in our continent mm-hmm. and even in our country. If you look at the the shortage of food we, we have been having in the past two years or three years, thereabouts, it, it has been skyrocketing. Yeah. Are you getting it? Uh, so this this one is the one that the Food and Agricultural Organization of the United Nations is raising alarm, warning us that there's danger in 2022. Already, Food and Agricultural Organization they say in 2022, about 60.9 million Nigerians in 20 states, including the Federal Capital Territory, will face food crisis. Now, if you look at it properly, it should be to worry, it should be concerned. Because we are coming from 2021, that we already know how Nigerians were struggling to put food on the table uh, because of food scarcity, which has to do with a whole lot of issues behind it. And now, that is despite the successes we made in 2020, between 2020 and 2021. Because why, why it should shock Nigerians and why they should be alarmed is because. We are talking about 2022. We don't know what it's going to give us. Yeah. But we are already being projected that this is what is going to happen. Okay, take a look at uh, 2021, which we just left. We made progress in 2021. If you can the progress we made between 2020 and 2021, there was increase in food production. Yet, we had the amount of food shortage we face in the country. Let me give you an example. In, uh, in, 20, in 2020, in 2021, we were able to grow rice from four metric tons, four million metric tons. Are you getting it? Yeah. To five million metric tons. That's huge. That's huge. But out of that, we were able, we consume in this country 6.7 million metric tons of rice. Leaving a gap of 1.7. Yes, that's in, now out of that 6.7 million metric tons of rice, we are only homegrown rice constitutes 57% of it. If you do the mathematics, yeah. you see that we have a deficit of 2 million metric tons of rice, yeah. which we either imported with our scarce foreign reserve or we smuggled into the country. Despite that, we know how much a bag of rice costs now in Nigeria. I mean, despite the progress we made between yeah. 2020 and 2020, yet a bag of rice was reach of, of the minimum wage the minimum person. wage person in Nigeria. Yeah. Are you getting it? That is true. We made progress in maize. We made progress in maize. We grew maize from 10 million metric to 10 million metric ton. Yet we had scarcity of feed. We were still looking for more to import maize. 
so that we can be able to do the agro page. Yes, sir. Are you getting it? Then, if you look at uh, our wheat, we grew wheat from 55 million metric tons to 99 million metric tons. Yet, it was not enough for our bread industry here. We still have a deficit that we have to import. And you know the price of wheat in the market highest skyrocketed last year. Now, if all this, this effort we made, between 2020 and 2021, our 2021 was the way it was. Yes. So it is alarming, and that's why the people in charge of uh, our policymakers should sit up because they have been warned earlier on that uh, 2022 is going to be tough. Yes. In terms of Nigerians feeding themselves, in terms of access to food. So it is a it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, a it's very early warning system, is, and uh, the even the and uh, FAO that gave warning, they were talking about that the country need assistance. I think the country need it was talk about needing assistance from maybe foreign people and all that and uh, those who can afford to assist. But I think the, the solution will lie in looking at how to solve the problem of shortage in Nigeria permanently. And for us to do that, we have to fund agriculture. Okay, look at the budget that Buhari, uh, President Muhammad Buhari uh, submitted, which has already been signed into law, the 2022 budget. Yeah. Buhari budgeted only 1.8% of our budget to agriculture. Yes. That, that's a 8.2% less than the Mobutu 10. 10%, which was agreed by African leaders to years ago. Food production. So, consistent 18 years, Nigerian government has failed to meet the Mobutu protocol. They have failed to budget up to 10% of the budget, of the annual budget, in the agricultural sector. So, whatever we are seeing today, what they are projecting today is what should be expected. Because we have failed to do what we are supposed to do for 18 years. Now, I suppose I want to ask that besides these issues you have uh, enumerated, now, um, what can we ascribe all of this to? Is it uh, climate change? Is it insecurity? Is it supply change, change disruption? Or is it population growth? What is it that is with all the increase in adoption, we are still having it seems like we are having uh, because the bare fact that uh, it is we are we are having this. Way, Indicates that um, the, the, the deficit or the that that, that that supply gap is still widening, that there is still need more food. What is actually the problem? I think the problem is multifaceted. Now, climate you mentioned climate change. Yeah, climate is a major factor in the food shortage and meat shortage in Nigeria. Because if we look at the, the climate of Nigeria, it, it, you know, we have the, the northern Nigeria and southern Nigeria. Yeah. Now, rainfall has been diminishing in many parts of the north. 
Which is majorly the food basket of the nation, yeah. actually. Because virtually all the food we eat in Nigeria, they are grown in the north, northern part of this country. Now, this northern part of this country is also suffering from desertification, land degradation. Now, this desertification has claimed several agricultural land in northern Nigeria. It is also at the root, but not totally the sole problem, of the farmer header crisis in northern Nigeria. Because land resources that are that are that can that can that can be that, that food can grow, they are diminishing. Yeah. So the competition and the population is also growing. So the competition between the header and the farmer is becoming intense, more severe and deadly. Because of that, you see that the 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 the, the, the header who Hitato stays in the north to rear his cattle is forced to move down south where he is also having a lot of challenges because right there so meeting climatic challenges because the southern part of Nigeria are not immune to climate change they are coming in terms of they are coming in some of erosion holy erosion are uh, eating up lands and floods flood are eating up land all over those places so land is becoming scarce so this has diminished the number of agricultural land available for farmers to grow so it's a major factor that need need to be addressed and you know that when you have drought situation because of climate change the ability of you can grow to diminish. Yes. We know that most of the crops that are grown in the north has been those type of crops that do not require so much rainfall. Are you getting it? Yes. But when the quantity of rain is diminishing continuously, you find out that even the available seeds are no longer growing and germinating as fast as they used to. That is why now we see government talking about hybrid rice, hybrid corn, hybrid uh, onion. All these things are so that these crops can be drought resistant. Yeah. They can be desert resistant. They can be able to grow where water is becoming scarce. So it's, a, it's one of the problems that we are facing that lead to this problem of food shortages in Nigeria. And then we have a we will get to that. Let's take a short break. By the time we come back, we'll discuss those other issues. Viewers, please stay with us. Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back, viewers. We're still on to the agribusiness segment of Money Radio. And in the studio, we're going to discuss this issue of addressing food shortage in 2022. It's a fall. So, Mr. Paul, just before we went on that short break, we were, we were discussing a number of issues contributing to the increasing gap in food supply. We talked about, uh, of course, you talked about uh, climate change, you 
we're about to talk about insecurity problems, population growth, and uh, supply chain issues. So, the issue of insecurity. Yes, yes. Insecurity is a major contributor to the food shortages in Nigeria. Uh, because, like, like I said earlier, if you look at if you look at the agricultural map of Nigeria, the food basket of this nation is actually an important part of the country. It has been blessed with arable land, with large expanse of land. And the population of this part of the country, like other parts of Nigeria, are farmers, they live on land. Uh, it is the major, the largest employer of labor in northern Nigeria and as in other parts of the country. Yes. Now, let, let me also add immediately that this is a which is not restricted to the north. It's all over the country. While we are mentioning, I'm using the north, what is this situation we are in? Because of security, a large expanse of land in northern Nigeria are uncultivated. Because of insecurity. Because of insecurity. Hundreds of families have been displaced from their homeland. Some of them are living in refugee camps, in IDP camps. When they are in IDP camps, you can be sure that they can't do any family activity because where they have access to land, their ancestral land, where they have inherited land, where they don't need to pay money to buy land, is in their communities. They have been displaced from those places. These are the places where they grew up. They are part of the environment there. They have been disrupted. They cannot grow crop there. They cannot be productive. They are lying west in IDP camps. And what does it mean? It means that this mass population of Nigerians who ought to be producing food in Nigeria are somewhere hiding, saving their life from being killed. And these ones need to be fed also. They need to be fed. So that, that creates huge shortage of food. And we, we, we have to take this seriously because if you look at some of the states, take Niger states, Niger states he had to never had IDPs. Yes. And Niger state used to be, and I think it should be one of the largest producers of rice in this country. Yes. Because you talk about Kutigi rice, you talk about okay. the, 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 the rice and all that. Niger, Kebi, so, Yobe, they are these are rice producing yes. areas. Now, these are also places where families have been displaced. These are areas where bandits have kidnapped several people. These are areas where communities don't, don't sleep with their two eyes closed. So when, when they cannot be productive, they cannot add to the food chain of the country. Instead, they become a milestone. So the rice that you expected to come from those areas, the yam you expected to come from those areas will not come. And it has also led to waste. Because the traditional way of storage 
because since we have not been able to develop our technology in such a way that we can have a modern system of storage of, of our food crops, they do this thing mostly in their farms. But now they cannot even go far to go and farm. And when they farm, they cannot store it there. They don't store it in the farm the way they normally do. They have to, the they were forced to come and store yam in the house. And the yams begin to succumb to high temperature. Oh, began, began to decay. Wastage. Wastage for them and uh, and uh, and, uh, and their families and for Nigerians that depend on them for yam and rice and all that. So you say you say you say it's a huge problem that needs to be addressed. The other day, you heard about that uh, we had a 200 kids killed in Zambara. These are farmers. These are farmers. You had farmers. You have 50, yes, you have 50, 50 people killed in, uh, uh, in, in Sokoto. These are farmers. You hardly heard that they killed such a large number of people in the cities. Not those, it's mostly in the rural area. And what are the jobs of these rural uh, farming? It is farming. So when you were, when the, this large number of Nigerians are removed from the full supply chain of Nigeria, it, 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 so you can you, it is now self-explanatory. Yes. Why we are where we are in terms of food uh, shortage in Nigeria, yes. and the the, the the alarming thing is that if we think that we have gotten over it by moving to 2022, food and agriculture organization is telling us. It is not yet good that we are still going entering. We enter 2022 with the baggages of 2021. And these things are systemic. I told you for over 18 years since they signed the Mobutu Protocol, uh, Mobutu Declaration, Nigeria has never even made an attempt to budget 5% of its annual budget. The Funny enough, maybe if uh, the country had invested more in and, the uh, agriculture the, the government that has tried between the last four years has not been able to budget up to three percent. Yes. It has been fluctuating between two two point and one point, two point and one point. Somehow, maybe and if, this year it gets one point eighty. It's the last, it's probably the last budget he's going to make before living up with the 2022 budget. Yes. Uh, just 1.18% of the annual budget. Yes. To and this is for somebody who has done a lot for agriculture. Yes. Because you can't take it away from Muhammad uh, yes. He's insistent that Nigerians must eat what they grow. Yes. Are you getting it? And from the moment it he was, got into that, power, that was, he, he, that, he started with this. That was, that was the reason why we were able to grow rice from 4, metric, 4 million metric tons to 5 million metric tons. Yes. We were able to grow it from uh, uh, 5 million metric tons to 99 million metric tons. That's, uh, that's, that's, so that's he, he, he has tried. So you could imagine if the president was able to increase the funding for agriculture to about five percent, or even in let's say the past eight years that he was in charge, or that he's in charge, he had been in charge, that we are consistently having ten percent of our annual budget on the agricultural sector. You could have imagined what where we would have been in terms of food production, in terms of food exportation, in terms of self sufficiency. 
and right. Nigerians just need that incentive and they will do the work. Yes, yes. So you can see that the little he has done through the by insisting that he will not they are not going to give uh, forex to importers of rice, by insisting that you have to eat local rice, by insisting that Anko borrowers uh program must be supported uh to succeed by giving uh, uh funding yeah. to rice farmers we have been able to make a lot of progress but we could have done more yeah. if we are really determined that we want to make agriculture the center of our economy because we, uh, from all indication despite all our uh claim to diversification we still we are still fixated on oil on oil yeah because no, if you, not, we would have found a way to make sure that in the past eight years that we had a president who who has shown such determination that we funded our agriculture in line with the Mobutu Declaration yeah. of 2003. So, so, so for, uh, another issue uh, could it be you know we have uh, touched on climate change as a problem as a problem, a horrible reason, we have touched on problem. security. Now, uh, what else? Could population would be an issue? Of, of course, population is an issue. Population is an issue. But I, I'm always very concerned and also very careful in using population as, as, as an excuse for not achieving results. Because I also know that population is an asset. Population, a well-trained population, a yeah. well-skilled population, a population that has an agricultural agricultural population that is well-trained can add more value to our situation in this country. So, I know that our the reason why our population is a challenge is because we have not really taken full advantage of our population. We have not trained our population. We have a largely illiterate population. If we educate our population, we will see that it's an asset. How much are we? We are estimated to be 200 million people. In uh, in uh, in China, there are 1.6 million people. 1.6 billion people. Yeah. In India, there are 1.4 billion people. Yes. In Malaysia, there are about 600 million people. In Indonesia, you're talking about 500 million people. Let, let me give you a in in, 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 in a country like Indonesia, if you pay money to go to Hajj this year, you may go to Hajj in the next three or four years because of population. You can see how anybody with money in Nigeria goes to Hajj, even go to Umrah and then as nice. So we are not really as large as we think we are. Yeah. It's just that our population are not being educated, are not being skilled to add value. We have to take advantage of our population. Our population is not a disadvantage. Yeah. Our population is an advantage. Our population advantage. is a market. Yeah. Our population is opportunity. I think all we need is to make sure that our population is productive. Now, Mr. Paul, um, you have touched these issues. I want to just ask the last word. You know, um, in one minute, President Buhari has done so much for the agricultural sector. But like we stated, he hasn't done as good as should be done. Yes. Now, considering that this is his penultimate year in power, next year is his uh, last year, and it's not a full year. Considering that he, this is his penultimate year in power, what should or what do you re recommend that 
after President Buhari, the next president does to make sure that Nigeria attains food security. What do you, what, what, what kind of, what, what, what do you think should be the take of the next president from President Buhari and how should we continue? From the one, the next president must make sure that the budget that is going to present to Nigerians in 2023 or in 2024 is about 10% of our annual budget. We must begin to meet up the Mokutu Declaration. We must begin to show that we are really serious about diversifying our economy away from oil. And we can do it. We have seen the result that President Muhammad Buhari achieved with mere uh, 2% as, 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 uh, uh, budgetary allocation, 1.8% uh, budgetary allocation. He was able to grow our rice to the level we are. We are now the largest rice producer in Africa. We are now one of the largest producers of, uh, of wheat in our continent. So there are so many takeaways from what are, uh, President Muhammad Buhari has done. So what we need is to fund agriculture more than Buhari did so that we can be able to grow our economy away from agriculture and create more jobs than ever before. Thank you very much. Uh, we need to fund agriculture, pump more money into that sector. Yes. And uh, we want to thank you very much, uh, Mr. Bob, for this uh, insightful comment you have made. That's the way we want to wrap the show up today. Uh, we have been on to Money Radio, we have been on to the Agri, agri Business segment of the program. Uh, again, I'll say thank you, Mr. Paul. Thanks to you, our producers. Thanks to you, mostly. Those of you who loyally follow us, and those of you who are following us, it's my pleasure to say to you, COVID-19 is real. Have a nice day, but go and get your job. Observe social justice. Have a nice day. This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.